That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pesky poll. Podcast episode 57. This one I'm calling the Eduardo Rodriguez episode. He wears the number 57. How you guys doing today? Joining me for the first time, host of the Down to Wire, Down to the Wire? Down to the Wire. Down to the Wire podcast. Bryant University sophomore, I think yep, you said. sophomore. Brian, I'll never be able to pronounce your last name. It's actually much easier than you think, man. It's actually just Brian Costa. Costa. Very- yeah, okay. Ukraine, it's Ukrainian. It makes no sense. Everyone has butchered it. You're not you're not the first. You won't be the last. <laughs> okay, good. So I feel less bad. Introduce no, yourself yeah. to the people. Yeah, so again, uh, for anyone uh, for anyone who didn't hear, my name is uh, Brian Costa. I'm a Brent University sophomore. I'm a, com- I'm a communications major, and I am the host of the Down to the Wire podcast here uh, with, my, with my fellow, uh, with some of my fellow friends, Carter Adams and Tyler Tucker. We talk everything sports, uh, you know, but I'm also a really big Red Sox fan. Don't get a ton, don't get, you know, the biggest, uh, a lot of chances to, to talk about it on our show. It's more just kind of breaking news moments. We did talk about the Andrew Benintendi trade when that broke. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the nitty gritty, we kind of, you know, focus in kind of more of the big kind of stories. So I am glad to talk with you, to talk with you about the Red Sox. I'm a huge Sox fan. Now, have I, I've been kind of disappointed with their offseason moves, at, at, uh, you know, to, as, as of late, but uh, you know, I'm excited for I'm excited for baseball to return. We'll 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 get into that later because I want to see what you mean by that. Okay. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been too upset with all the Red Sox news, but mm-hmm. this has been uh, less week because for episode 56, I didn't really cover that much Red Sox or MLB news. But it's mm-hmm. just been a slow week in general, so we don't have a ton for you guys this week. But make sure for YouTube, you hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell for me. We are at, I believe, 28 subscribers now. YouTube ain't really the place that I that I get the most traffic, but I get to sit here and listen to the premiere with you guys. Spotify and iTunes gang, though, I never forget about you guys. Hopefully you guys are having a great Sunday, the Lord's Day. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, even if you are watching this. Afterwards, make sure you hit that follow button so you can see every time I go live, Wednesdays and Sundays. With that being said, before we start, you got anything to say to the people? Well, well, Rob, I'm going to also say, you know, you're at 28 subscribers. I mean, at least with me now, you're going to now have 29. So for anyone who isn't, for, so for anyone who hasn't subscribed, you know, go subscribe to this guy's channel, blow him up. You know, great podcast right here. Deserves all, deserves all the clout. Hey, and you and me, we've been, when we were talking about this before we hit the record button. Yeah. <laughs> we both, we both started up our podcast at about the same time. We've been grinding and I don't know. We met. We met both through Adam, which yeah. <laughs> we both and the the people here, my yeah. real fans, know Adam is not the not the sharpest knife in the drawer. We'll call it. He's he's a he's an interesting fellow. My one of my all time friends. Gotta love Adam. <laughs> I had to live with him. All right, that's <laughs> that was. I have stories not appropriate for this podcast. Oh, we'll I can say. I can, I can say the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's get right into the news. So first, 
we got blessed. We'll talk about spring training in a little mm-hmm. bit, but we yeah. got blessed as Red Sox fans because soon. Uh, what's the governor's name? I'm from Tennessee. I don't Charlie know. Charlie Baker. Charlie, Charlie Baker. Baker. And you're not even from Massachusetts. You're from Rhode Island. No, I'm from Massachusetts, dude. I'm at, so I go, so I go to college in Smithfield, Rhode Island, but it's only like a 25 minute drive out. If I live in a Sutton, Mass. So oh yeah, yeah. Big C Mass guy. Uh, you know, got gotta love it, Charlie Baker. You know, finally doing something I'm really happy with. He's opening up the state. Gotta finally. love it, dude. We're opening up the state a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll talk about those restrictions, everything in a minute. But yeah. we finally get to go see baseball, and I've been telling the fans, thank God, I am going to a game. Mm-hmm. I Adam and I were looking at like the third game of the season. We wow. are we're gonna watch the Red Sox hopefully go and smack the Orioles. Oh yeah, I mean hopefully that hopefully that kind of a hopefully they they'll be able to at least do something in that game. I think that you know the Orioles as an organization, you know, I think he, I think he got a good bet. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. But we we did say the same thing last year though. Do you remember true. what happened the first um the first series of the year last year? No, uh, remind me. So first game, we win 13 to 1, and mm-hmm. it was great. It was a beautiful game. Oh, yeah. Nathan and then we drop, we drop the next two or three. Yep. Of course we do because – Yeah, of course we do. That's the way last year's Red Sox season worked. But mm-hmm. we finally get – I believe it's at 25% capacity. So not mm-hmm. – um, I think it's either 25 12, or 12. Yeah, 12%, 12% capacity. So, yeah. so with um, – hold on, let me just look up. Fenway capacity, mm-hmm. um, because I believe it's thirty-seven thousand. Yes, yeah, so we'll be able to have about four thousand fans somewhere around there. Oh man, and, and four thousand Boston fans—the home field advantage that that brings—is you know a lot more than it is a lot more than a uh, than a Mar- than a Miami Marlins four thousand fans. I'll just say that you know hey, four thousand hey, Boston hey, fans. Hey. We're rowdy. We're gonna get loud. We're gonna we're gonna you know hopefully be cheering on the Sox. Mm-hmm. And I know I know this is your first time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But there's a rule here. We only make fun of the Orioles. Okay. All right. The, the It used to be the Marlins, but they had a great season last year. So now yeah, we, we, we refrain from the hate on the Marlins. But, yes. You know, man, I got a D. Gordon jersey hanging over there, a D. Gordon Marlins jersey. You know, got to respect the Marlins this year. They they came out and they and they just, you know, they showed out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm disappointed that they weren't able to, you know, continue the tradition of making – of, you know, every time they make the playoffs, that winning they win the World Series. But That would have been you know, amazing. Got, got, that would have been – that would have been one of the funniest stories of all time. Just the fact that whenever they make it, they win. Mm-hmm. And not only that, do you remember where they were in the um, in the preseason power rankings? No, I, I I remember kind of seeing like like their playoff odds, but I don't remember it exactly. They were in twenty eighth. <sighs> Jesus. And yet they ended up being a top. Yeah, ten team or top yeah. eight somewhere. I mean, there? I mean, they made it in expanded playoffs or not. They made it into the playoffs. So got to got to give credit where credits due. <laughs> Yeah, that team. I love that team. Honestly, that team was crazy. Yeah, guys like Sixto Sanchez, uh, you know, other guys on that team. It really just came through in the clutch. It was, it was pretty fun to see. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what that team does. But are you are you just a Red Sox fan? Or are you big into basketball, football? Have you ever been to a Patriots or a Celtics game? Yeah, I've been to. Uh, I, I as of 
you know, I've been to all four uh, major Boston sports. The last one that I, the last one that I went to was a Bruins game. Uh, but you know, I've, uh, you know, th- like the last of the four I went to was a Bruins game in 2019. I went there for game two of, of Bruins uh, blue jackets. It was the triple overtime thriller where the Bruins unfortunately lost, but we were in like these, but we were in these awesome box seats and it was just, it was just awesome to see. Uh, but you know, I've been to, I've been to a couple of Patriots preseason games to, you know, a bunch of Red Sox games I've seen. I, I don't know if you remember this. Do you, do you remember the game where Austin Jackson made the diving catch uh, for the Cleveland Indians, dove into the bullpen? Mm-hmm. Dude, I was at that game. That was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And just as a just, I, I'm a I'm a Red Sox fan through and through. I I stood up and I just gave I just showed my you respect give to it. Credit where credits too. One of the greatest catches. It was the catch of the year. So I had to show my respect for it. Yes. Uh, you know, that was one of the craziest games I've ever been at. Another crazy game I went to was in 2019. It was with my friends. Uh, it was with my friends, John, uh, John Warren, Pat and Patrick Edwards uh, for my, for my birthday in January, my mom got me Red Sox tickets. And I remember we show up at, we show up at the train station and John, John goes, Hey guys, I'm not feeling too hot. And he just, and we step back and he just throws up in the parking lot before we get on the tee. And it was, it was, we were like, dude, are we gonna have to drive you home? And he's like, no, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. We end up getting on the train. He somehow survives that. We go to Boston Beer Works and he's like, oh, some nachos. I'm just like, uh, dude, is that gonna be good for your stomach? And he goes, and he goes, uh, I, I hope so. <laughs> and dude, so then we get in the stadium and we're walking up to our seats and, and it, it said we're in like section 90 or whatnot. I think like row 90 or something like that. And we're walking up to our seats and we look over and, and, you know, believe it or not, I'm just like, oh my God, that is Jared Carabas. Uh, dude. And we're just like, he's sitting in our row, like in the same row as us. And I'm just going, you gotta be kidding me. This is a, this is freaking crazy. And I tap my friend Pat on the shoulder, who was a pretty big section 10 fan. And he goes, oh my God, that is Jared Carabas. So we go up there and we're, we literally sit down next to him. We're trying to play it cool for a little bit. And then we ask him and, and he's just like, oh, what's up guys. And we were, and he was filming a vlog for the Spikes Up tour. Really cool. And we were just like, like, we were just like, you know, we were having a total fan moment over it. We got pictures with him. It was everything like that. But that game too was the game where, was the game where Chris Davis broke his hitless streak. Oh yeah. After all those games, he was, he hit it off Rick Porcello. And I think he went like three for five or three for four that game. He had himself a game. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember we recorded uh, him getting the hit and one of my friends pans over to Garabas and he's just standing up there clapping, clapping along, just being like, just being like, let's go. They ended up getting in his spikes up tour vlog. It was one of the funnier things I've seen. That it is was, amazing. It was an awesome fan moment. I, I, I still can't believe that I, that that happened. We got on his Instagram story. It was really fun. Bro. I wish, I wish I could have. So I have two stories of me going to Red Sox games. So they, these are both in the fall of 2019, mm-hmm. right? Like towards the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. One, I went to a game with Adam. Yeah. So two together, and we were sitting up on the Green Monster. <laughs> it was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You haven't lived till you've watched a game on the Green Monster. Okay. Right, it's beautiful. So mm-hmm. we'll watch the whole game, and we're in the stand-up seats, and you're not allowed to go to the sit-down seats unless you pay the extra for the tickets. Mm-hmm. We may or may not have snuck down to the sit-down seats and pray no one around us snitched. And fortunately, we got we got lucky. Yeah. So um, it goes to the bottom of the ninth, and the Red Sox are down two to one. Only run that we've scored was a Mookie home run off the pesky pole. Nice. Which is sad. <laughs> so um, 
Chavis is on first. JD's up. JD hits a ball, a ball that's like 20 feet away from us. Hits off the top of the monster. Goes down. Chavis is trying to score. The left fielder for the Twins. I'll never remember his name. <laughs> Janitor throw. On the money. Out. Game over. I lost it. Oh, that is wild. Man. That I, is freaking wild, dude. If I only mean, Chavis actually had speed. <laughs> yeah, if only. You know, the ice horse can only run so far. Yeah. He's, I mean, first to third is a big task for that. But, you know, when there's two outs, you got you to gotta haul it. Yeah, you got to haul, dude. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no time to waste. Yep. And the second one, I was about 15 rows behind home plate. With um, I was, It was the final game of the year versus the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And we already knew we weren't making the playoffs, all the stuff. It yeah. was kind of sad. But I go with my little sister, Amber. Oh we get to the God. park. Is it what? that? Is it this game? I'm. Is it the game I'm thinking of? Last game of 2019. Probably, yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. God. So um, we get there about two hours early, right? Mm-hmm. And we realize they have the gate open right outside the uh, third base dugout, and we're like, we look on the field and they have the outfield taped off. We're like, oh my God, they're letting people on the field. They're letting people on the move, move. They're letting people on the field. So we go out on the field and we're walking around the entirety of the field. And I'm like, I'm staying on this field till they kick me off. I'm not leaving this. So we're walking around. I'm sitting, I'm leaning up on the green monster. I'm going through. I'm like, that's where Tory Hunter fell over. <laughs> and yes. That's the one moment. I remember. Uh, right? So it, we're basically, it. we're basically just allowed on the warning track around the entire, mm-hmm. um, from like the third base all the way around to the first base I got. Mm-hmm. And then after about 30, 45 minutes, a couple players come out. Right? Oh boy. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. They start coming out. They start dapping up people. They start doing all this. That's and we're sick. way out in center field. And someone comes running out about 15 feet away from us and starts taking pictures with, ever, with everyone. And that player just happened to be my favorite player of all time, Jackie Bradley Jr., Oh, my God. That is crazy. So I dude. sit there, dap up Jackie Bradley Jr., take a picture with him. One of the worst <laughs> pictures I've ever taken, but yeah. I don't care. It's, it's still... a picture with Jackie Bradley Jr. Yes. And so the one guy we were mainly there for was my little sister's favorite player, and this is going to make you laugh, Andrew Benintendi. <laughs> right? It's so unfortunate. I mean, I, I've had, I have a – it's actually kind of ironic. My, my, brother, and, my brother and I, we kind of, you know, have a – we our favorite players for the longest time. You kind of say that now that Ben Intendi's on the Royals. You know, I remember this kind of uh, in terms of Boston sports. You know, my my two favorite players were uh, Rob Gronkowski, who now is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I'm kind of just considering this like his kind of like a post retirement kind of playing style yeah. at this point. I mean, he did score two touchdowns at the Super Bowl. Give him credit. I mean, one uh, was on a shovel pass, you know. Yeah. So it, my two favorite like Boston sports icons were Rob Gronkowski and Dustin Pedroia. So Dustin Pedroia, staple Boston Red Sox through and through. My brother's two favorite players were Wes Welker and Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> I am not mad at that in the slightest. That And I'm just like, that is brutal. Because <laughs> like he was the biggest Ellsbury guy because he loved the number two. So he's like, any guy who was wearing the number two was going to be his favorite. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, Wes Welker, he just liked him. And I'm just like, for those two guys to brutally leave like that, I'm, and, you know, mine were kind of just like Boston staples for like, you know, a very long time. It was kind of just like one of those moments where I was like, I gotcha. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I oh, yeah. Jacoby. See, I've always had a love for speedy Red Sox outfielders. Mm-hmm. Plus, Jacoby, my lucky numbers growing up playing baseball were always two and three. 
Yeah. So just because Jacoby wore number two and was an absolute speedster and was a great outfielder, he was automatically one of my favorite guys for the longest time. Yeah. Johnny Damon was for a long time because, you know, we're not, we're not going to talk about him just getting arrested. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about that on our show. We too. We talked about him now officially being a criminal. Did you um, – <laughs> I'm going to bring this back up again so it make me laugh so hard. Him, him going up to the officer, the officer saying they need him to take a sobriety test. He says no, but then he says he'll do it because he's, quote, a big boy. <laughs> he'll do it. Oh, jeez. the greatest thing I've ever heard. <sighs> Jesus. Johnny Damon, we Johnny got – Johnny Damon's – dude, dude's a character. <laughs> he was almost four times over the limit, yeah. He was at a point three. I mean, he was having fun. Just don't get behind the wheel of a car. Don't get behind the wheel of a car. What are you doing? Like, oh, he's... I don't know how we went from, oh, we let fan, we let fans into Fenway to Johnny Damon being drunk, but we're here yeah. now. <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of an, it's kind of just a all over the place episode. Down, downhill. <laughs> just oh, yeah. downhill from here. But yeah, I can't wait. Um, oh, I didn't even finish. So we take the picture with um, JBJ. Yeah. We're standing in the same place waiting for Andrew Benatendi, who's going down the line taking pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Andrew Benatendi is about 20, 30 feet away from us. He jumps from here, goes all the way over to here, 10 feet on the other side of us. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? So we try and go over, and the closest we can get is about 40 more feet away. He gets about 20 more feet over. They call the Red Sox players in the dugout, and we can't get a picture. My little sister was devastated. I mean, I so can imagine. We get up and we watch the whole game, um, walk off in the ninth. But I mean, they're like, "Yay, this is an ending to a season where we didn't make the playoffs when we were World Series contenders." And it was like, "Yeah,", yeah. And it was like, and and some people were like, "Oh boy, this is Mookie's last game as a Red Sox." Yep. So, um, Jackie, uh, I think it was like bottom eighth. Mm-hmm. Jackie Bradley Jr. is up to the plate, tie game. Right, he hits pop fly, right field. Right field is going back, jumps up, catches oh. it, rolls over, catches his foot on like the upper where it raises a little bit, catches his foot there, sticks the landing. Is the greatest catch I've ever seen. I remember that catch. That was insane. Stevie Wilkerson. Stevie Wilkerson. I remember. I remember. He's the not math. even an outfielder. He's Dude, a second baseman. Yeah, I I remember the um uh, the Orioles announcer call because I because on MLB because on quick pitch they're gonna do it as the home team announcer and he was just and that guy was just losing his mind on that play. I don't blame him. I was losing mine too. Yeah, that's just one of those plays where you like, are you kidding me? That happened. Mm-hmm. I got like, to that see was, that live. That is awesome, man. But I was kind of pissed though because um, my little sister and I were like fifteen rows up, right behind home mm-hmm. plate. Yeah. Um, actually, it was a mix between kind of like in between right behind home plate and right behind the first base dugout. We're kind of yeah. in that area. And this elderly people go up to the people right in front of us. It's two girls mm-hmm. that are, you know, probably like just graduated college. Yeah. Right. And ask them like, Hey, we're leaving. Do you want our seats? I'm like, they were, they were first row right next to the dugout. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> ask me. I want mm-hmm. it more. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, that's tough. That is tough. That was tough. I didn't, I didn't even care. That was one of my most fun days at the ballpark ever. Oh, and yeah. I can't wait to have more of those memories yeah. at Fenway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm so God, glad that know, we were able to have sports. You know, and plus, at least some semblance of life is returning, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus the Red Sox, right? Or not the Red Sox, the Celtics have kind of, you know, sucked. We can really use some fans over 
Yeah, I think car. they could. I think they could use a little extra motivation. No, let me let me say one Celtic story they have. Then we'll move on to the next topic. Oh, go, go for it, man. You're good. I'll, so, I'll, actually, um, I'll give you I'll give you one too. But yeah. So Celtics preseason in um, fall of 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm dating this girl, and so my present for her on her one year anniversary is for us to go to Celtics game. Right, and mm-hmm. it's a preseason game between the Celtics and the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Right, Terry Rozier's game back mm-hmm. in. The garden. So we go there, and I get these amazing seats. I'm three rows behind the Celtic bench. Yeah, it was nuts. I'm right on the court, beautiful. Absolutely. So, um, that was also the first time the NBA world has seen the man, the myth, the legend, Taco Fall. Taco Fall. <laughs> so Taco Fall, right? You'll. Remind me to send you the video after. You'll see okay. Taco Fall get off the bench. The camera is on this side, Taco's here, and I'm, like, here losing my mind behind him in the video. <laughs> Just going nuts. That's awesome, man. That is I awesome. Saw, I saw it after on ESPN. I'm like, wait, that's me. <laughs> Just losing your mind. <laughs> Just losing my mind. <laughs> that is awesome. It was dude. amazing. Man, dude, I, I also have a story that involves Taco Fall. So it was in literally uh, – I think it was February 1st, 2020. So, you mm-hmm. know, almost kind of like just about over a month before the, before the league shut down, we, it was yeah. Celtic 76ers and we go. To, so obviously it already sounds like a great game. We, so, and uh, you know, we get in our seats and we ended and, and me and my buddy Carter, the, the other kid on the other kid on the down to the wire podcast with me. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting down watching the game. And all of a sudden a lady next to us is just wearing a face mask. And we're just like, we're just like, and we're just like, what is she doing? And and mind you, this was the first day coronavirus was detected in Boston. So we were yes. kind of already a little on edge, just being like, oh, like let's just keep our hands off some things here. And and we look over, and there's a lady wearing like a mask, and we're just like, uh, should we move? And and you know, we didn't end up moving. And that was just kind of the beginning of the end for us. And that was just like when we realized that oh boy, life is about to get real. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, but the other thing about that story, though, was that, uh, you know, the Celtics actually ended up kind of blowing out the 76ers, which was awesome to see. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, there were some 76ers fans sitting right in front of us, losing their goddamn minds, just being like just screaming at them, just being like, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? And, you know, they end up sending Taco in and the place goes nuts per usual. And, yes. you know, and, we and we're just. I actually purchased a Taco Fall shirt and it's just, and it's like the Taco Bell logo, but it says Taco Fall. Yep. And I purchased, I purchased one right at the, right at, right at the beginning gate stuff for like only like 10 bucks. So I was like, sweet. And we're standing, and we're standing up there and one of the, and one of the, um, uh, and one of the Philly fans is just like, this guy sucks. And I'm just going, and I'm just going, yo, Taco's the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> and, and, and he, and he just like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's no goat. I'm like, dude, I'm joking. <laughs> chill out you no there's nobody there's certain players in the league that you cannot say a bad word about right those guys include you know Dirk Nowitzki Vince Carter Mm -hmm. um who else am I I'm forgetting uh Derek Rose Dwayne Wade Wade. Mm -hmm. Taco Fall Boban Marjanovic Taco Fall's just in there Boban (laughs) yeah exactly all right Boban yes you can't say a bad thing about these guys 
there are guys like that in every sport. I mean, you think of baseball, Bartolo's obviously one of those guys, the, the king, gotta love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they're just always sort of, sorts of guys like that that you kind of just respect and, you know, just for, just for kind of being them. Yep. And here's the thing. Taco yeah. Fall has almost hit the same amount of threes as Ben Simmons. Something to think about. Nice. Taco banked nice. in a three. It was a beautiful sight. Um, mm-hmm. and, ben, and Ben Simmons is getting, is getting, you know, hundred million plus contracts. So Taco will just get keep there. that in mind. Taco, Taco will get there. Keep that, keep that in mind, Boston. Keep that in mind. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that Philly Celtics rivalry goes deep. I was, um, mm. my first year of college, three years ago in 2018, I was dating this girl who was from Philly and we were going, we were both going to school mm-hmm. in Jersey. All right. First of all, New mm-hmm. Jersey would not recommend, but you know. Seton Hall University yeah. <laughs> represent. All right. So we're both going to the school. Okay, she's, yeah. huge, she's a huge um, 76ers girl. I'm obviously a huge Celtics guy. Mm-hmm. We're watching We're watching the oh, playoff yeah. series between them in 2018. Game three Ooh. was a game we watched. Celtics up by two. I said if J.J. Redick gets this ball, the Celtics lose the game. J.J. Redick Boom, fade away from the corner, bang, confetti. Oh, wait, it's only a two. We're going to OT. Yep. <laughs> it's the greatest game. Yep. I remember, I, I, remember, I remember the confetti. I remember that. And I, was, I was just – I was like, wow, that was kind of premature. That was a little we, – we should have made sure it was a three first, but I knew if JJ got that yeah, ball. I mean, doing it after ga- – They wouldn't. Yeah. And, I mean, doing it after, doing it after game three, man, like what are you doing? It, unless it's a five-game series, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, no, I mean if seven. it's a seven-game series, man. Yeah, then dude, do it. Do it if you clinch. If you Here's clinch the, the series, man, drop the confetti. Celtics, the Celtics aren't dropping confetti after game after a game one buzzer beater. That's all I'm saying. Here's here's the thing. At the time, Celtics were up 2-0. and they were dropping mm-hmm. confetti for a buzzer beater to bring the series back to two-one. Celtics end up winning that game and going up three-zero. And then we have the famous Marcus Morris mm-hmm. trash talking Joel Embiid. Oh, I miss that twenty oh, yeah. Celtics team. Mm-hmm. That team. Rookie Jason Tatum. We, we had a squad, man. We had a squad. There were some great moments, but we're we're, we're, we're way we off track. Really we're way off the track bag there. <laughs> we got way off. Yeah, track. sorry. Let's get on to the Red Sox, man. Let's this get, is the Red Sox. Podcast, the people, man. the people want the Red. Exactly. I, most actually, most of my fans. It's just been like a slow Boston sports week, man. But yeah, yeah we got we got some Red Sox stuff, man. But let's get into it. So. Mm-hmm. Big two big guys that we got to talk about for the Red Sox. First one being Matt Box. Yeah. All right, last year yeah. of his contract, questionable on his role. So I need to ask you two questions. One, do we see Matt Barnes as the closer of this team? Two, do we see him on this team after this year? I mean, it, here's the thing: if he becomes the closer, then I don't think so. Because if at least if he, at least if he has success in that role, then you know the closer, closers demand a much higher salary than any other relief than any other relieving pitcher. And I don't think Heim is going to pony up that money. I yes. don't think that's going to happen. If he struggles, then I, then, I mean, I, Heim might throw some, might kind of throw like a, a life raft his way and say, and say, Oh, why, why don't you, why don't you come back? Why don't we give you a second chance? But you know, I, but I mean, unless you're an Andrew Miller type where, you know, you can kind of work those big innings and you, and you deserve a type of contract like that. Andrew or like Nathan, Miller. Or like a Nathan Avaldi type who saved, who, who saved us in game three of the world series, even though, even though we lost that game, you know, saved our bullpen and probably won us that series. I mean, if, if, unless you're that type of a guy, middle relievers aren't really getting that much money and closers are going to get a bit, are going to get a bigger paycheck. So if he becomes the closer, he's not coming back. Uh, In in general, he's had a lot of, 
in general. He's had some good moments. He's had some bad. Uh, but, you know, if – but, again, if he succeeds in that role, he's not back. That's all I can say about Matt Barnes. I, I'm going to say, first of all, he should not get the closer role, mainly because he's mm-hmm. – he is one of the worst closers in crunch yeah. clutch situations. I yeah. would say just above um, Orald's Chapman. Chapman's just mm-hmm. proven over the past couple of years he can't close out I mean, big games. He still got the he still got the fastball. It's declining, but uh, but that but I mean you know I mean it's it even kind of dates back to 2016 with the Cubs when he was when he was gassed at that point mm-hmm. or. or yeah, it was the Cubs. Okay, yeah, yes. it was the Cubs. And when I mean, you know what? Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, I was like, wait, no, but the Cubs won. I, but I was like, oh no, Rajay Davis was was on the Indians, and I was just doing some yep. backdrop. He went. He went to uh, the. But, you know. Yeah, he went to the Cubs, and then said, "You know what? Let me let me try that Yankees thing again." Yeah, he's he's like he's like I'll give it another shot. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it one last try. Uh, but you know, it just the consistency hasn't been there from a guy like Barnes. And you know, if if they do give it to him, I mean, I mean. In your opinion, though, who should get the closer role? Should it kind of just be a rotate, like a rotating kind of thing, or you know, is there a, is there a set guy? Ottavino like has to be. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. no other way to put I mean, it. Listen. He's proven that he can be that guy. Obviously, he didn't get that chance yeah. in the later years in New York because of two guys, um, Chapman and Zach Britton. Mm-hmm. But Ottavino has proven yeah. that he can be a great setup man and a good closer. Yeah, and I think the thing with with them kind of putting Adovino in that kind of a in kind of a late to mid mid reliever role is that unfortunately with that you know you think of John Lester always wanting a clean inning when he came into a game mm-hmm. so in those kind of late to mid reliever roles you're getting a lot of quote unquote dirty innings where you're gonna have, where you're gonna have runners on base you can't really get into into your straight up wind up and kind of work and kind of work off of your kind of a thing I think if you can have Adam Adovino come into just like focus solely on the ninth inning maybe a couple four out five out saves here. Then I think he could have more success, but you know his ERA his ERA was kind of high last year, so it, it is something to look at. But if he's the the Adam Adovino of old, one hundred percent closer, I agree mm-hmm. with you. And here, here's the thing though: twenty twenty was just bad for everybody, especially pitchers, because pitchers didn't have spring training oh. to get themselves warmed up. We kind of had just yeah. For the Red Sox, we had two games against the Blue Jays, and then we said, "Okay, we're good to go. Let's go." Right? Yeah, you know I mean, everybody I mean, struggled last general, year. In general, I mean. I mean, you look at JD, who he he had a he had a really bad year. Ben Intended took a step back, and that I think that ultimately led to him being sent out of Boston. I think ben I think was a little premature, kind of but now. yeah, he, he kind I, of I don't know. I think that you know a lot. So, in my opinion, here's the thing: 2018, he 2017, 2018, he it looked like he was trending upward. 2019, mm-hmm. he took a step back, and I think by 2020, he only got what 14 games in at that point. Yeah, you know, he hit, he hit like one of six in those games. Obviously, not great, but he's he goes down with an injury. You know, it, it does injury. It's a two-year kind of drop-off. Injury. Injury. But at the same time, though, I feel like, you know, kind of just it, even though it is two seasons, it was kind of a quick flip from it being like, oh, this guy's a staple outfielder to us to hit, to him being out the door. And I think when you kind of look back on the Benintendi deal, I feel like you could have gotten – I don't feel like you, you would have gotten less in that kind of a deal if you had if you had tried to see what he has left. But I've been saying this on the show for a while. Mm-hmm. I've sold them on potential. Right, he said, mm-hmm. "This is what Andrew Benintendi could be for you guys." Yeah. Right, if he were to show out this season and just be, you know, meh, like a two thirty hitter and all this, yeah. I would have had to go to other teams and said, "Well, he he could be this, but he's proven for two seasons in a row that he can't." You know, but he yeah, can't it, fluke it, them. It's a tough draw. No, it's it's a tough draw. I I agree with you there. It is kind of a tough draw. 
Yeah, but you got somebody in Franchi Cordero who, if we look at Andrew Benatendi, he is a good player but has no real strength. You can't tell me a real strength that Andrew Benatendi has that. You can say he is one of – he is great at this. You know, He doesn't really have yeah. a weakness, though, besides obviously batting average this season. But other than that, he hasn't really showed us any weakness. Everything else is just good, average, just about there at, right? Yeah. Franchi Cordero has insane power. He has great power. He hit the second longest homer in 2019. You know, yeah, he has great speed. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't come across as a four A player to you. What do you mean? Someone who's so four uh, A player is typically someone who is pretty solid as a triple A guy, but you know, unfortunately, you know, can't is never really uh, as consistent at the major league level. You know, Cordero, I think he's I forget what he's batting, but you know, he's older like than two oh three guy like Benintendi. No, the same age. Yeah, so he's like a two. Oh, I thought I thought Ben Intendi was twenty five. He was twenty six. They're both twenty six. It, it's it it's similar. Yeah, so it's similar. It's similar to Boot, but mm-hmm. I'm and I'm just like I feel like Franchi's kind of being treated more like a more like a project kind of that they that they have to work on. Even if he was like a twenty three year old guy, it'd be like okay, you can maybe work this guy into someone. But it feels like you're bringing in a guy who's replacing Ben Intendi that's going to almost need a couple years of work. And by the time you know he gets that work, he's going to be nearing his thirties. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That's, also, that's kind of my concerns with Franchi. Here's the thing also, even if Cordero doesn't work out, we took Andrew Benintendi and flopped him for five players. Right? We took a dude who was yeah. batting 103 no, I mean, and got five players out of that. I will I mean, take and that. I'll give Heim credit for that. No, and I'll give I'll give Heim tons of credit for that. Typically the player to be named later hasn't always hasn't always, you know, been the been the starring thing like that. I mean, I know David I mean, Arias was we'll go, we'll go into uh, one later. Yeah, another guy, one uh, player to be named later that I know kind of hurt the Red Sox was uh, Anthony Rizzo when I think for some reason uh, the Cubs ended up getting a player to be named later when Theo went when Theo went to Chicago and the player to be named later happened to be Anthony Rizzo. No, so, it happened. Like um, the, was that? Uh, we traded Rizzo was that the situation there? in the um, – okay. uh, who was it? Who played first base for the Red Sox and the Padres? Back in the 2010. Gonzalez did. Yes, Adrian Gonzalez. Rizzo was part of the Gonzalez. Was it Gonzalez? Rizzo, I believe, ended up going to the – yes. So he was – up. oh, you're right. He did go to the Padres for a little bit, right? Am I right Mm -hmm. here? He he was with the Padres for a hot minute and then went to the Cubs. I remember – I slightly remember that now. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, no, I forgot. Was he a player to be named later in that deal or was he – I think he was straight up in there, yeah. Okay, for some reason, I remember him kind of being talked about as a as a player to be named later. That's weird. I remember I, I remember because Ari and I had a strong thing about that. We're like, why the hell did we get rid of Rizzo? And then we realized, oh, it was yeah. for Adrian Gonzalez? Oh, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just pain. That is, that, pain. that is solid pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, another player to be named later thing that you saw, I, 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 I we were talking about it before the show too. Uh, guys like Jeff Passan and Pete Abraham were breaking it. You saw that whole thing uh, – we uh, we breaking. got clickbaited, yeah by by some of the by some of the MLB's top analysts that killed me. We so for the people who don't know, because this just got reported like a couple hours before we hit the record button. Um, mm. The Josh Osich trade finally came to fruition, and we found out who we were going to get, and we got this guy. Um, everybody said, oh, Cubs. You may have heard about him." Mm-hmm. Everyone said Bryant to the um, to the Red Sox, and we all thought, oh, my God, Chris Bryant is coming to the Red Sox. And 
No, we got we got Zach Bryant, a pitcher, right-handed pitcher, twenty-two-year-old. I mean, guy's got potential. I'll give him, I'll give him that. He's young, uh, but you know that that hurt. That, <laughs> that did hurt. Uh, yeah, Jeff Passan was even was even was even commenting about trolling it. Jared Carabas went below that tweet and said, "It said I almost crashed my car. You would have had blood on your hands if if, if I did." <laughs> and, and he was just like, "Get and and, he, and, he, and, he, and Jeff Passan told him to get off." And, and Jeff Passan literally just said, "Get off your phone, nerd." So here here's so, the thing. I don't know, right? This this kid doesn't look too too bad for a guy to put in the system, mm-hmm. right? He um yeah. for pitching he. Uh, he only got to pitch in 2019. Obviously, he couldn't pitch in 2020, but he yeah. pitched uh, 22 yeah, innings and had an ERA of 127. I'll take. I mean, I'll take that. I'll, I mean, very very small sample size. Was that a trip? Was that a triple A? No. This was in um, <sighs> rookie ball and uh, low A. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, I'd love to say it. it's going to be in some. It's going to be in some minor league organization that no longer exists, unfortunately. Yeah. I. RIP to the spinners. Yeah. Let's take, take yeah. RIP to the spinners. You know, it's good. Yeah. We should take a moment of silence. Oh. Uh, but, you know, th- there were a lot of things that, you know, uh, you know, another guy that uh, is young and coming to the system, too, that we had meant that we didn't actually mention in the Benintendi trade was uh, Josh Winkowski. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, I think he's, I think he's like 21. So he's actually like close. To, he's actually also pretty close to our age. Uh, he seems like a pretty, like, you know, well-built guy. I think that, uh, I think that, I mean, he's obviously very young. He definitely could turn into something. So, I mean, if, if the entire, if the deal maybe for, for Ben Attendee is based around guys like that, who, who he's like, you know what, we need to rebuild a rotation and, and guys like that might be, might be those type of people, then, you know, maybe it works itself out. Yeah. Cause here's the thing, realistically, our road to the world series timeline mm-hmm. is looking like about 2023 2024 if we're being realistic yeah. with ourselves you know so we want yeah, to look I for pictures that can help us then not necessarily now yeah i saw an mlb prediction it came out like a while ago and it was like predicting mlb world series for the next 10 years and i think it actually yes. i think it you were actually spot on and red had, sox 2024 i think it was Sox. yeah it was Sox padres 2024 now mm-hmm. i didn't like the result that they predicted no they predicted red sox were winning it out. They predicted Sox winning. Oh, did they? I thought they. Yes. I thought. I thought they predicted Padres. Oh, then I'm happy with that result. Let's go. I mean, because here's the thing. One of my hot takes is the Phillies will win the World Series within the next two years. Because you and I know well the Dabrowski effect. All right, they're gonna they're gonna go mm-hmm. all in on everybody. I mean, they just signed JT uh, JT Realmuto back to a huge deal, right? They're gonna bring in. I'm surprised they didn't yeah. bring in um, Lindor, but they're gonna try and bring. Yeah, that, that would have been. Mm-hmm. They're gonna bring in everybody, yeah, and, and, and Philly fans will look up and just be like, and just be like, "Oh, where'd our farm system go?" Exactly. It'll be like, no it'll farm be like yeah, Dombrowski came in and he made it, and he made it disappear. Mm-hmm. That's the Dombrowski effect. And then in two Gone years, in you're yeah. out of the playoffs. Bryce Harper is traded. Everyone else is traded, and you suck for a good three to four years after you fire him. Mm-hmm. Ask the yep. Tigers. Yeah. Ask the Red I mean, Sox. I mean, it's a formula that you know it'll 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 guarantee you winning in the short term. Mm-hmm. I mean, it if if you're trying to, if you're trying to get the chip, which you know in this le- which in you know any league is what is what guys are going for. The Phillies, you know, it's been over I think 13 years now since they've gotten one. They if they want that chip, then you know go out. Then I mean, go all in for it. Get mm-hmm. a guy who's gonna go all in. Yes, and here's here's the thing though. Uh, getting back to Zach Bryant, I will say this: 
Um, I will do my best for the fans to try and get him on the show. I'd actually love to talk to him and just be like, how do you feel about being the clickbaited person instead of us thinking we are yeah. Chris Bryant? <laughs> yeah, I feel like th- that's got to be a pretty interesting conversation for him to, for him to be like, for him to be like, I'm sorry, I kind of disappointed some people here, I'm but I'm sorry. here to show out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love talking with minor league guys like that, you know? So oh, yeah. I, I already found him on Instagram. I'll send him a message, just be like, was good. Yeah, how so, we doing? So another guy we got to talk about is um, Christian Vasquez. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that I'm not going to lie. I've called to be traded multiple times this offseason. Okay. I'm, I was saying he yeah. should have gotten traded to the Rays. Obviously, we already made a deal with the Rays, so that doesn't look like it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. he says he lost 15 pounds. He says he feels 10 years younger. And he says he's in the best shape of his life. That's awesome. I mean, and for a guy being 30, that's great too. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, mm-hmm. if, if he can come out and give us a great season and prove he's the guy behind the plate for the next – three, four years. I'm more than yeah. happy with that. You know, here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I like, I, think we... I like almost everyone on the Red Sox, right? There are very few guys mm-hmm. that I really didn't like. Well, actually last year, there was a lot of guys I didn't like. All right. Do you, yeah. do you remember how bad our bullpen was last year? I mean, I mean, it was, it was rough. I, yeah. I had to, once, once it got past the starting rotation, I kind of had to zone out for a little bit. Yeah. That was the smart thing to do. We had guys like um, yeah. Robinson Lair, Mike Kickham, Andrew Triggs, Robert Stock. We had we had a meme team pie in our bullpen. That was that was what it was with Matt Barnes being our best our best pitcher. He was our saving grace. That's that's so bad to say. I Man, hate that I have to 2020, say that. 2020, 2020, 2020. That was rough. <laughs> that is rough. Man, we we ain't gonna talk about that, especially from a Red Sox point of view. Yeah, but um, that, I actually, that, that, that's pretty painful, man. So we had this one really good reliever. His name uh, was Domingo Tapia, and mm-hmm. he got released and signed with the Mariners. All right, I went on an Instagram rant about it. Yeah, and I was pissed because this kid, this kid could throw ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Right? You don't, you don't find that every wow. day. We just released him. He played, he played yeah. like only a couple we, games in the majors last year. And his first his first at bat, I'll never forget this. I'm at work listening to the game on the radio, and um, sitting there with my headphones in. They they say Domingo Tapia is coming in for his first MLB appearance. Boom! First pitch strike right on the black, 99 miles an hour. Announcer's going like, "Whoa! Just Welcome to the big leagues, kid." Gas. Yep. Second yeah. pitch, fastball, hit 400 feet. Santa Maria, dead center. <laughs> I'm like, God oh, damn it. Welcome to the majors, kid. Welcome to the majors, kid. Yeah. I mean, he that's was like 27, awesome. but, you know, still. I would have liked to have him. But I said in the post, I'm like, if I see Robert Stock on this team next year and not Domingo Tapia, I'm going to be pissed. Someone in my mm-hmm. comments, of course, had to tag Robert Stock. And he came, he came on and commented, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got released. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, he ended was... up so that didn't work out too well. Yeah, guess guess where he went though? Where? Out of out of all the major league teams, right? Not named the Dodgers. What team loves to pick up Is he a Yankee? No. What team loves to pick up the Red Sox scrap? Like all the stuff we throw in the dumpster. This team says, you know what? I'll take that. 
Prime examples. He, he took the dot. John Lester. He took the Dodgers out, man. John oh, Lackey. Oh, he's a cubby. He's, he's a, a cubby. cubby. Oh my God, he, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. It I, it only makes sense, man. It only he's makes taking sense. up the Red Sox graphs. John John Lester, Craig Kimbrell, just Josh uh, this goes on and on. Josh they released because they said, you know what, we traded for yep. this. Imagine this kid that we got turns out to be something. Like, and we traded Josh Osage, yeah, a dude cool. who had a 10 ERA, went to the Cubs and got released, and we got this kid. <laughs> that would be we just get we just get an we just get an absolute flamethrower out of the bullpen. That'd be, That'd be awesome. insane. I'd be so happy. I'm gonna remember this, All right? But with with I, Vasquez, I, I can only hope Heim's playing 40 chess. Me too. I can only hope Heim's playing 40 chess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With with Vasquez, I really really want him to be our guy. You know, he he's a good catcher. He's yeah. a great defensive catcher. Oh yeah. He just needs we just need a little more of the bat. If he can get the bat, mm-hmm. this team is going to be a top 5 offensive team. With him being behind the plate, we're going to be at least a decent defensive team. You know, if he yeah. can just get back to that point of old, we'll be great. Yeah, I mean, I remember when uh I remember when Vasquez came up and every like literally I remember all the Nesson guys saying 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 he has been compared to Yadier Molina, and I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, uh, I remember when he hit his first home run, and it was just an absolute moon bomb. And I mean, the guy, the guy has incredible power when he connects with the ball, and he's also had incredible flashes at times where he's just had, you know, a great stretch of games where things get put together. Unfortunately, they don't happen as frequently as we want to. Yes, that, that's he's... the unfortunate part of it. And I think that you know, if he can, if he can be serviceable, serviceable for us for enough for at least the next couple of years. Uh, we did get another guy too, I think from the Rays, uh, Ronaldo Hernandez. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a pretty young catching prospect we got from him. If it turns out when he's thir- when Vasquez is 34 or so, we hand the reins off to Hernandez full time and he becomes a stud, then I think that's a great transition we have on our hands. But, you know, I mean, it's going to be tough for guys to really improve that much at the, that much at the plate past 30. I mean, you know, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do, but, you know, I hope. <laughs> Man, I mean – yeah, you got. We got to remember he's thirty. So if he doesn't have a great season, it's not really his fault because of age and regression and all that. But then we do have to look at really yeah. moving on to the next thing, whether that's yeah. you know Kevin Ploiecki doing his thing back there for a year or two while Hernandez goes up through the ranks, or we go out and we yeah. get into the filler guy. Like, we'll find yeah, something. A, uh, who the other dude? Connor Wong. When did we? Connor Wong. Who did we yes. Acquire him for. Uh, who did we acquire him for? Remember, remember that really like generational talent guy we had that kind of won an MVP for us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Wow, remember that, that guy? guy? I miss that guy. Wow, I he was pretty cool. Yeah, I, what was his name again? He did, he did, I, that, I he did that right I, I field thing. I, 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 I forget, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, I really have no clue about. You. I, I drank like, away the pain. Oh yeah, Shane Victorino. Yep. Oh, yeah, the fly in Hawaii. Hundred percent. The fly in Hawaii. I mean, I mean, when you send them off, we get Connor Wong in that deal. I mean, you can't. It's just what I mean. You know, it's a t- tough pill to swallow, man. But you know, you know, hopefully Connor Wong can be the next big guy. Uh, you know, Jeter Downs. You know, let's see if he's the second baseman of the future. Uh, a lot of interesting things. Uh, a lot of interesting things from that from that uh, right fielder trade that we made. Yeah, he was he was a good right fielder. Yeah. You know. Some might call him a generational talent. He was solid. Yeah, he, he was serviceable. He deserved a max contract, but the, the Red Sox didn't want to pay him. 
Eh, no, what are you they, gonna do? no, they'd rather no, no, they'd rather pay Robert Stock. It, we don't talk about Robert Stock. You know who they should have paid. You know who they should have paid. This man right here, Kevin Pillar, beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have his baseball card yeah. sleeved and on my desk. Don't question it. He's a staple I, of this. I, I'm not man. He's a staple of this podcast. Staple. Beautiful man. Because gotta respect it. No, the, the, there's a funny story behind that. Um, right? Because yeah. um, I told you before we started recording, I had uh, Br- we had Brendan Salucci mm-hmm. on episode four. Episode f- around that yeah. time is when we was when everything got shut down for an indefinite amount of time. So once Ari and I hit episode five, yeah. we're like, well, we got nothing to talk about. What, what are we going to do? So I'm like, yeah. well, let's take, let's milk this out. Let's take like eight or nine episodes and let's just do ranking the top 20 at each position. Oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, sure. We'll do that. We did outfield first and his 13th best outfielder was Kevin Pillar, who was supposed to be a bench guy. I'm like, you have the Red Sox fourth best outfielder as the 13th best outfielder in the league. He's like, I mean, I, yeah. Man, man, came, man came out of a time machine from 2015. My man ended up batting like 280 with us, then went to Colorado and batted 300 in Colorado. Yeah, man. How do that you would do have that? been something cool to see. Yeah. Who did we even get? Who, who did we even get for him? I mean, did uh, we even get anything really good for him? I'm trying I don't to remember look. who we got. I, I don't I think mean, that ever got announced. Yeah, because I know I know we did trade him at one point, and, and I mean, you know, he was he was doing he was doing really well for us, and I mean, maybe maybe Heim did see some sort of regression in him, but I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sending pitcher prospect Jacob Wallace, the Cubs' third round pick in twenty nineteen, and one of Colorado's top twenty prospects to Boston. Now, how are you feeling about that trade? <laughs> I love Kevin Pillar. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that is a good – I am not complaining in the slightest about getting a top <laughs> 20 prospect, kid named Jacob Wallace, and a third-round pick. Not bad. Not too uh, shabby. In, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. It was – no, it wasn't those three. It was, I'll just talk about Jacob Wallace. I'm sorry. He was oh. the third-round pick of the Cubs. <laughs> And he is a top twenty okay. prospect. Let me let me look that guy up because I never I never actually went and looked. It this just got, um, this just got all settled about oh, two okay. weeks ago too. So it's not like I'm oh, too wow. behind. But let me look up who this is. Jacob yeah. Morris. Uh, he plays for. Uh, he's third round pick. Was drafted in twenty nineteen. Uh, in his one year, once again another guy with a small sample size, but with a one two nine ERA in low A ball. So, in a potential future guest of the Pesky Pull podcast, potential you're getting this now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, it's all about it's all about the networking, man. It's all so about the networking. Jacob Wallace and Zach Bryant are basically the same guy. Okay, wow. I mean, both both ended up getting one two ERAs in low A ball, mm-hmm. and both are pitchers that now play on the Red Sox that have been announced within the last two weeks. I like it. Okay. One of them yeah. better pan out. I mean, ho- I mean, if I'm, I mean, if I'm building, the, if I'm is building the Tampa Bay Rays, hopefully we can, ha- hopefully we can inherit some of the luck that they, that they had on the pitching side. I mean, I'm really hoping so. That's one thing. That's when I was so glad that even through the really terrible season that we had, I was sitting here and I'm just like, well, 
we got one of the guys who constructed one of the best pitching rotations out of absolutely nothing. You know, I'm more than confident to see where he'll take us mm-hmm. down this road. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've had a lot of uh, I've had a lot of criticisms of Heim Bloom, and you know, you, you can say they're warranted or not. You can say I'm a fair weather fan. I it I'm just personally I I think it's me voicing my personal concern. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, I'm just saying, you know, if you're trying to get all these guys, you know, hearing about like the success that these guys are having, it's like, it's like, wow, it's that's actually pretty good. When you get into like the metrics of like spin rate and all this stuff, I'm you, you'll lose me. So it's like yes. when you can say that when you when you can say they have a one two three a one two ERA. And it's like, it's like, yeah, they're actually doing really well at this level. They're high picks. You're getting quality guys. Then it's like, okay, you have something there. Well, one but, was a yeah. third round pick and one was a 15th round pick. But I mean, they're, but they're putting up numbers. So that's all exactly. that matters. So, I mean, if they're putting up the numbers and, you know, I, and they're, and they're numbers I can understand as a normal baseball fan, then I'll take that. You know, that, that's something to look at, you know, the moves like a guy like a Franchi Cordero, which I do have my concerns about and other guys like that, you know, I it does kind of concern me because I'm just like, okay, is, are these just going to be platoon guys or, or was there going to be someone we could have paid on the market, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, if, but if we're picking up guys that, you know, other GMs would be like, okay, this is actually a good pickup. Then I, that's what I'm happy with. I just want to make sure that Heim has a direction that he's going in. And from apparent, and from what he said on the section 10 podcast uh, with Jared Carabas and with Jared Carabas and that crew, he seems like he's really trying to build a good team and he understands all the scrutiny coming his way. Uh, yes. Johnny Miller, you know, one of the one of the all time, you know, Red Sox, uh, Red Sox reporters questioned him at spring training and, and basically said, you know, you know, the morale, uh, you know, the morale around this team hasn't been as hasn't been this low since 1965, your thoughts, and kind of just threw, threw that grenade in his lap. And, and, you know, he kind of had to basically dismantle that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on uh, the section 10 podcast, he, he, he said, listen, I know people are going to question me and, until I win a World Series. I know what I need to do. So I'm going to so I know I so I, you know, I know the pressure's on me, and he's yes. like, "I'm gonna thrive. I'm gonna. I'm hoping I can thrive in it." Mm-hmm. I, I'm so I mean, I, res- I respect. So I respect. I respect the guy. I mean, you know, the, trusting the process sometimes does take a little bit of time, but you know, if it if it means getting a a solid championship roster, then I'll be content with it. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what what they have. Like I said, I'm not expecting the world. You know, we're Boston fans. Yeah, Boston fans sit back to perfection. And I'm sitting here like, I don't. Oh, yeah. I really don't. I just want us to have, you know, just – if we can have a winning season this, this year, that's a great first step. That's what I'll be happy Yeah. If we get a winning season, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Then next year I'd expect yeah. us to make probably the second round of the playoffs. And if we do that, I'll be happy. And mm-hmm. then the next year in 2023, I'll expect us to be contenders. Right? You have yeah. to build yourself a realistic timeline. And that right now is like – no, so I, I, and I agree for us. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And, you know, th- I mean, the other concern I did have uh, when the Benintendi kind of trade went through and all the different things with Heim, uh, I was talking with this about, with one of my friends and uh, you know, one of the friends I actually went to that Sox game where we met Carabas at, uh, yeah. Pat Edwards, great, really big Red Sox fan. You know, uh, we all, we love to go back and forth and talk stuff kind of like maybe you and Adam with sports and stuff in general, love mm-hmm. to kind of have that back and forth banter. We were kind of talking about it and, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the movie Moneyball by now, which, yes. uh, you know, classic, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, they, they allude, to, they allude to Billy Bean's philosophy of Moneyball influencing the 2004 Boston Red Sox championship yes. run because it didn't, because it, it unfortunately didn't work for the 2002 uh, Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. Now, 
you know, you know, while that is, while the Red Sox did employ some of those tactics, they kind of throw out, they kind of throw out the, the whole thing of, of the thing of like, oh yeah, we paid $80 million for Manny Ramirez. We shelled out a bunch of money and made a big trade for a guy like Kurt Schilling. And we did a bunch of other moves that kind of, you know, that kind of impacted the team like that. And it's like, it's like, it's like, is there really a solid example of a money ball team winning the World Series? The Rays came close. I'll give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but even a team like the Kansas City Royals, who did win the World Series in 2015, they even had to go out and acquire a guy like Johnny Cueto. They had yeah. to, you know, they eventually did have to say, they eventually did have to say, okay, we have to make a big boy move here. We have to go out and we have to, you know, really spend for a star if we have to make, if we want to make this push. Yes. So, you know, is, is I'm wondering, is the whole idea of money ball working? And, you know, maybe can you know, when Heim, and I'm hoping that maybe when Heim has a team, has like a core around him that he believes in, he can go, okay, now we're going to go pick this guy up off the market. Uh, I, I know in 2021, guys like Scherzer, and, and there's going to actually be a lot of pitchers, you know, older pitchers, some some young get, that are going to be available as of next year. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, the, I'm wondering if you know, maybe Heim says, okay, we have a core around us now. I believe in this core. Let's go get some guys. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. I think, I personally think that I'd probably wait till 2022. Yeah. Like the tw- um, the twenty twenty two off season, I think will make yeah, our okay. great push. You yeah. know, we'll probably get like a trade as big as sale. Take okay. two of our better prospects, ship them out for you know a stud, a stud pitcher, mm-hmm. and have a rotation of sale, Erod, whoever that pitcher is, and have a big three pitching, pitching core. I like it. I like and it. I'd be more than okay with that, and I think we're like two pitchers away from a. And uh, who was I on with? I was on with somebody a couple weeks ago, and I was talking about how much this team looks like our um, 04 team. It's just yeah. we're, we're, a, uh, we're a Kurt Schilling away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I honestly, mean, listen, I, I think the offense hasn't been – like the offense has been fine. It, it, again, top 10 in just, the league. I, it's the fact that our pitching staff just unfortunately – just really just blows right now we just need you know hopefully sale can eventually return to form it's likely that this year it, you're not going to see the chris sale of old you know yeah. typically with Tommy john surgeries it's going to take you know at least two years you know one year you're gonna he'll be back on the he'll be back on the mound pitching 2022 is when you're hoping that you'll see the chris sale of old you know barring injuries bar also barring the fact that he doesn't blow over in the wind uh but you know all you know, 172 pounds of them I mean, and that's so, and that's soaking wet. So yes. I'll give. That's how we just jumped in the pool. Yeah. So you know, hopefully, you know, with also a ski park on. So give yeah. it, so give so I'll give it that. Uh, but you know, if he can come back and he can be the and he can be the guy of old, and you know, you can add some guys to that rotation and really kind of build up and really build up that core, then yeah, you could have a championship roster on your hand. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Really quick before we get off, there's one more thing. Um, with spring training starting up tomorrow, we have a yeah. ton of guy. Um, we have a, a lot of confusion. So the two managers of each side will come together at the start of the game and decipher how long they want the games to be. Right? A game cannot be – throughout the first week, a game cannot be less than seven innings, and then after that they can be as little as five innings. But each inning does not have to be three outs. An inning can end oh, good. if the defensive manager – decides it wants to end and that can only happen after i believe it's been three batters or if the pitcher has thrown 20 pitch it's at the end of a batter if the pitcher has already thrown 20 pitches rob i think that i think just hearing that news might have given me brain damage (laughs) 
I that is think actually, me I mean, trying to say that I lost three IQ points. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, I mean, are we just doing the varsity, the, the high school varsity JV scrimmage here? It's like, it's so, this is so Mickey Mouse at this point. It's ridiculous. Like it's, you're it's, it's literally. A, it's literally, literally. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, guys, uh, it's getting dark outside. We're going to have to call it. Yeah. The people, the people that so, uh, look here are fans that pay for those damn tickets. Yeah. It's the you know you do you do you remember the last batter rule where you know if the inning was going on too too long they would just say all right guys last batter this is it after this we're done yeah it would That's be after right after and, you went through the order and I mean if you're if you want to th- if you want to throw it up if you want to throw it out there as saying it's for COVID precautions then and you want to mask that mask it as that I mean it's going to be tough for a lot of people to criticize that because of COVID and everything like that yeah but you know in terms of a lot of things a lot of these MLB rules changes have like really just you know gotten gotten under my skin a little bit you know you know the i mean i guess you could make a case for the universal dh in 20 in 2020 i'm 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 personally a fan of of having it split in the leagues just so that way there is kind of a cool little difference i i like that little bit of nuance um another thing that but one of the things that and if you and for doing it for 2020 fine one of the things that I really hope that, you know, goes away, actually the two things that I hope that go away in the future are the, are the seven inning double headers, not a fan of those, and these and the starting extra innings with a runner on second base. I hate that rule that, with a burning passion. That is that that and the three batter minimum. I'm I'm the three I'm batter okay. minimum for pitchers. I'm okay with that one. You know, really it I mean, really it has a completely take specialists out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean this, I guess point, I guess you... for I guess for pace apply. Mm-hmm. At this point, as a pitcher, you need to know, like, you can't be a specialist anymore. You need to be able to come in here and face against righties and lefties. You can't have a weakness, you know. Yeah. It, it's one of those things. I can get mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, the second base, I think at the very, very least, if you want to speed up the game, you have to put that runner on first. That way you still leave the pitcher an option to get out of it with a double play or the offensive team sacrifice bunt the runner over and then your second base with one out. It allows it allows for that, so the pitcher could still get out of it. It's insanely hard for a pitcher yeah. to get I mean, out of a that situation. Of a scoring of a scoring position play, yeah, it's yeah. it's incredibly hard. Personally, I just think that I'm just a, I'm a traditionalist with all that stuff. I I personally same. just believe that you know extra extra innings should just remain the same. It should that's just how it should be. Uh, but you know, I, and I'm hoping that you know when things are back to normal, that is just something that recedes kind of into oblivion. I'm praying. Uh, but you know, I really have no clue at this point. Do you believe that we should have a um, universal DH? I I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the universal DH personally. I I like the idea of, of there being a difference between two leagues. I remember seeing uh, I, it was either Ken Burns' baseball or something like that. And the the differences between AL and NL used to be extreme. It used to be like the balls were different, the equipment was different, the there were different umpires per each league, and really? there were all like these different rules. And slowly it and sl- oh, it was it was incredible. Like the differences between it, uh, I I, I kind of like going back and looking at that baseball history side of it, yeah. and like the differences were insane. Now now obviously the only real difference is pitcher bat, DH bat. That's the only thing that that's the only real difference now. Mm-hmm. Now one of the changes that I one of the possible things that I'd heard is that you do universal DH at the regular, uh, not is that you either do universal DH at the regular season and then the world series, you do that or in the world series, you just have universal DH it, but for the rest of it, it's, it's, you have the pitcher bat. Now I don't want, I I'd rather just not have either. And because I like the differences, I like having, a, whether, I mean, whether you want to say it's boring or not, 
seeing John Lester have to come up, have to come up to the plate in the 2013 World Series. You know what? He's going to strike out. But you know what, man? You're in. You're kind of funny. Pitch, you're pitching in an NL game. You got. Yeah, I think Jake Peavy hit a double in a World Series game for us. I think. Jake, oh, I love Jake. Peavy. I, like, I mean, yeah. So I mean, you know, there's always the possibility that something happens. I think Kerry Wood hit a. Didn't didn't he hit a grand slam in in Game Seven of the 2003 NLCS? I like. I think was, was four years old at that point. Yeah, I have no I, idea. No, yeah, but I think it was Carrie Wood or someone else in the Cubs. So like, it was the game after the Steve Bartman game, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like lost road history because everyone thinks after the 2003 uh, NLCS, like the series was over. But in Game Seven, I think it was Carrie Wood, and I think he hit a grand slam for the Cubs in that game. But they still did unfortunately go on to lose, and I'm just like, dude, that guy's a hero. Like, <laughs> like, like if that had gone if that had gone over. People would have been like saying, oh, my God, the pitcher hit a grand slam to basically save our season. Unfortunately, it didn't. But, you know, there's a lot of things like that where I personally like having it. It's a little it's a You're little different. Right. But, you know, it's, You're it's, right. one, of those, it's one of those cool things. You know, it, mm-hmm. 2003 Homer. Uh, it was two run Homer, not a grand mm-hmm. slam. But you write pitcher. Okay. Hit homer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It it had I'll tell you I watched the video of it. It had the electricity of a grand slam. I'll just tell you that. So yes. uh but you know, but dude, like it's baseball. Anything can happen. So I I like having a little bit of difference in the league. Every there's no other sport in the league that that has that kind of difference. In the Super Bowl, it's not like it's not like you have to do anything different. In the NBA finals, there's no real difference. It's one of the coolest things that's literally left in a sport and no other sport has it. So I like the idea of there being a difference in those sports. And that's, and, and that's why I think that the universal DH shouldn't come yet mm-hmm. at this point. I, I, I can agree with that. I'm one that really likes the idea of the universal DH just because I do like, you know, a little bit more, you know, pitchers oh, I mean, aren't paid to hit the ball. They're paid to pitch ball. You know, I, I get both sides of the argument. I wouldn't be too upset if it swung out. Oh way. yeah. No, I mean, and you know, uh, kind of i know i don't know if we're kind of running against the clock here but uh you know there there were a couple you know interesting stories with the dh in general i remember there was another kind of uh mlb mlb like uh film on it where they were talking about the nl there was like a vote i think in the 80s or so for the nl to adopt the universal dh Mm -hmm. and literally and and you know i think it was like like it either had to be a unanimous decision or like or over half of it over half them had to vote for it Mm -hmm. and literally the tie-breaking vote was a guy from the Phillies who was going to go there to who was going to go there to basically just cast the vote for the DH and he was going to cast it so the so it was going to go through he forgot to go that day because he thought it was going to go through and he went fishing instead (laughs) if it wasn't for that if it wasn't for that the universal DH would already be here so I can understand that the other another reason I can understand it is because you know in the in the past you've seen guys I think like Adam Wainwright he injured himself while running while running one time and you know it was it was pretty bad to see because that took him out for a year Wainwright's a Wainwright's a goat you mean yes. he's been around forever so I mean so I mean if you're trying to protect the pitchers from hurting themselves but plenty of but plenty of other players have hurt themselves by doing it so it's like so it's like you know what it comes with the territory I yeah mean, it comes with risk I mean unfortunately that's that's just what happens yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, no, I... and still I still like seeing pitchers who rake every now and then yes me too. Bartolo Colon, mm-hmm. 2017? Madison Bumgarner. 16, I think. 16. Okay, close enough. But we are running... I'm close enough. We are running a little bit uh, a little bit late on time. Uh, the one more thing I got to get for you mm-hmm. before we go is I like to do this to all my guests. Tell me one good thing that happened this week outside of baseball. 
That's my one rule. Just outside baseball. It can be about different sports. could be about your personal life. Just one positive thing. Well, the one great thing that – well, man, the one great thing that happened today, uh, actually, so I, I mentioned it. I was in a – I don't know if I mentioned, mentioned it in the show. I might have talked to, it, to you about it in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. But I've been in a 10-day quarantine uh, for COVID mm-hmm. uh, since uh, February 16th. Today is my first day out, man. I, I just got out of quarantine today. So I'm pumped. I'm glad to be back and able to move about campus and not just be stuck in my dorm all day. You know, it, I think everyone, I think everyone here was going a little stir crazy. Yeah. So just the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm no longer trapped in a dorm, having meals kind of just like dropped off and, and I can actually just do stuff again. That was awesome today. I mean, I was, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings to kind of celebrate the whole thing today. Every, my, my roommate who, you know, who unfortunately uh, did test positive, he's back in now. So everyone's really pumped. Good. Um, I, that is, that is the one thing that's been awesome for me today. I can't believe I'm, I'm free, man. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm blaming you. Um, it's funny. You said, you said B-dubs that remind me of a story. So, um, yeah, I get, I have to come here early to campus because I'm an RA, right? I'm, um, I drove here in between a, uh, Friday and a Saturday. So Friday I stay mm-hmm. up all day for online RA training, go, um, Drive all throughout the night, 15 and a half hours to drive a thousand miles yeah. from Tennessee, uh, to Tennessee to Massachusetts. I got here at about 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, continued to do the CA training from 10 from 10 a.m. to about 4 p.m. And I was planning on going to meet meeting Adam at Buffalo Wild Wings. We we're going to watch the um, Bucks Saints game. Okay. And on my way there, I'm just driving along some back roads through some residential areas. Boom, a deer pops out. Breaks my headlight completely, damage, dents oh, my car, and that I, was brutal. It was terrible, and I need to sit there and just watch that deer slowly die. Oh, that was that horrible, tough, man. All right, that is tough. Actually, another uh, an Adam beat up story that I just remembered at the at the last moment. I there's a plenty of there's a lot of Adam beat up stories, but I remember yeah. we were we we were doing a fantasy football draft, and and he shows up there, and. He, and we all kind of had like, I think like iPhone 10s or something at this point, or, or at least all our iPhones were working. Yeah. Adam's phone had like, Adam's phone had like this janky kind of battery in it that just wouldn't hold a charge. And he was saying to us, like, he was basically saying to us, like, guys, I have to have my phone turned off or, or else I like, I'm not gonna be able to do the draft. And, and literally like someone sends him a text and his phone turns on and it dies. And he's just like, he's like, oh no, like it, like it went from a hundred to zero like that. So he literally had so he literally freaked out and he had to go basically do the fantasy draft out in his car on a charger while we were sitting in there just at the table. And once Jeez. it com- once it concluded, he came in and we and all our food was there. Oh, geez. So that... We we ordered him some stuff. We texted him, "Hey, what do you want?" And we ordered it for him. But like it was, but like I remember just him just being like him being like, "I guess I got to go to my car." Mm, <laughs> that was sad. Yeah, yeah, that that night ended up with. I was still hanging out in Adam's basement watching the game and then Adam going shirtless and shotgunning a beer. Makes sense. If, <laughs> Makes yeah. Sense. For, for the people, if you knew Adam, you would, you would understand that. Yeah. That's Adam for you. I that's remember a normality. After, I remember, I remember after the Super Bowl, I was at, after Super Bowl 54, I was at his house and a bunch of kids, uh, some kids just, I have it on video. Some kids just took a like ice water and just threw it at him. Like just, just shirtless standing in his backyard. <laughs> And, and he was just like, that's not good enough. And, th- and they were like, do you want more? And he's, go- he's like, no. <laughs> he was just freezing cold after that, and it, and it hit him. Of course. Yeah, yeah, this was this was what, like late January at 1030 at night. He was standing outside shirtless. 
Adam's Adam's a character. We'll say that much. He's I'll give I'll give him that, dude. He's Adam not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but he's he he's it gets okay. the, he gets the job done. Adam gets the job done. One of my you know one of my all time closest friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you know uh, he was on my he was actually on my Wednesday show of of Down to the Wire. Unfortunately, one of my one of my friends had to bow out just due to work concerns. Yeah. Uh, but so him and Justin came on. We had a great talk on that on that show. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, he, he he'll he'll always come in to help out with podcasts. I have him on here about once every two weeks or so. He'll always that, that's good. Be one of the first to hop on. But mm-hmm. with that being said, before we go, you got anything else to say to the people? Uh yeah. If you if you guys want to, uh, you know, I'm I was glad I could come on and talk the socks and you know other things with you t- with you today, man. Uh, if you guys want to follow, uh, if you if you guys want to follow down to the wire, uh, you can find us uh, on Spotify, YouTube and facebook uh you know all those all those all those are distinct you can actually find them through our link tree and our instagram you can follow us on instagram at so it's at down dot to the wire so just down dot to the wire if you follow us there you know there will be a link tree where you can basically access all our all our social media from there uh you know you know i'm hoping to just kind of grow grow the podcast a little more you know hopefully you know hopefully i can be on hopefully i can have rob on rob on our side and you know and kind of have some banter back and forth on that end uh, but man, just thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Man, this has been an awesome episode, and I love yeah. to have you back on again. It's yeah, been awesome. Any, anytime, for, man. For the Spotify people out there, right? I know you guys have been showing extreme love to this channel, and I'm truly appreciative. But if you guys do like more of a just all around sports in general, coming from a Boston perspective, though, well, you guys talk a lot about Boston news. I'm assuming. If anything, if anything big Boston happens, we're talking it. So. Uh, you know, if, if, but we're going to be talking some national stuff, some national, like, you know, some national sports stuff too. If there's any big pop culture moments that talked about that kind of pop up, we talked about Bobby Schmurter getting released from prison. We talked about the unfortunate uh, end of Daft Punk on our show. Mm-hmm. We talk, you know, any big kind of cultural moments that happen, we'd like to talk about that stuff too, but mainly we kind of focus around sports. Uh, if you, if, uh, if there's really any kind of big thing that happens in Boston though, we're covering it. Cause that's what, that's what we love. We are big Boston sports fans. Except Tyler, he's a Vikings fan for some reason. Just can't understand it. But you know, we're all big Boston sports guys. Even Tyler, a little bit, just for that one re- weird reason. Uh, but you know, we all love to. We all love to. You know, kind of talk that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I do respect it though, because it's Kirk Cousins. You mm-hmm. gotta love Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. But good, good QB. Solid quarterback. <laughs> yes. But with that being said, to the fans, once again, as is every week, thank you guys so much for listening to all of my episodes tune in on wednesday for the next episode where hopefully maybe probably not but maybe we'll have either zach bryant or jacob wallace on the show maybe well maybe a little little teaser i'll try my best but thank Mm -hmm. you guys so much for watching god bless you guys roll that outro music see you guys next time hey yeah I'm coming back with no limit, ready to finish the business, counting it down by the minute, I kill it, I kill it, I feel like a menace, I'm ready for anything, I want it, I get it, I gotta win, I ain't cocky, I'm confident, built it up, I can't fall again, tell the world that I'm proud of me, used to be broke, now I count a milli, all from the pain coming out of me, now I'ma kill it, I kill it, I feel like a menace, kill the game and I'm catching cases, I'm back to normal, yeah, I'm back to basics, free my mind with exotic woman, they talking dirty in a different language, I don't sleep, I'm getting rest, on my family good and I see to check i just spend like fifty thousand on furniture so i don't feel the stress big baller when i'm coming through you play with me then i'm playing too why
Why you worried about what I do? We are not the same, we got different views. Tell the truth, they got mixed feelings. I'm an outlier, never meant to fit in. They gon' backfire if you try to gimmick. If you start shit, then I gotta finish. I'm coming back with no limit. Ready to finish the business. Counting it down by the minute. I kill it, I kill it. I feel like a menace. I'm ready for anything. I want it, I get it, I gotta win. I ain't cocky, I'm confident. Built it up, I can't fall again. Tell the world that I'm proud of me. Used to be broke, now I count a milli. All from the pain coming out of me. Now I'ma kill it, I kill it, I feel like a menace. Out in Mexico, barely sober. Bigger team with a bigger motive. They ain't rapping, they just a poser. You a model for fashion over. I be coming through every time with a better flow and a better motor. Stepping up when they call Calling me and it's out the park like Sammy Sosa. Fuck with me and I hold it down. Big form when I come around. I ain't playing with you little boys. I'm better off getting money now. Keep the business all personal. Dissect the beat like surgical. They talking shit on the internet but want a picture in a terminal. I'm coming back with no limit. Ready to finish the business. Counting it down by the minute. I kill it, I kill it. I feel like a menace. I'm ready for anything. I want it, I get it. I gotta win. I ain't cocky, I'm confident. Built it up, I can't fall again. Tell the world that I'm proud of me. Used to be broke, now I count a milli. All from the pain coming out of me. Now I'ma kill it, I kill it. I feel like a menace.